Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, this is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary Roughness. I'll think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down, end zone, touchdown, touchdown Raiders. Would you believe it? This is Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And we're coming to you an hour later than we normally would. Usually we sign on at 2 o'clock. Today we're signing on at 3 o'clock, so it'll be a one-hour show real quick, fast, and in a hurry. Then we'll pass the sticks on to my guy Vinny Bonsignor in the huddle. He'll come to you 4 to 6 p.m. right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. My man Damon Cotton is actually back in the home studios, the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm in my home studio, and the reason for that is because we've been airing Las Vegas Aviator Baseball. We had an early game today. Sometimes that happens. We'll have an early game, and uh, they had it today, and it was really fast. I had no idea if unnecessary roughness was going to be heard at all today. Uh, Sometimes baseball games go short. Sometimes they run long. Today, it was a really short game. The Aviators had a heck of a job pitching and uh, ended up winning the game over Sacramento 5-0. to So here we are, one hour to go for the show, and uh, we're going to make the best of this hour. Please believe that. Uh, learned a lot today while I was sitting at the home studio doing a lot of work. The NFL announced uh, the opponents and dates for the five international games in 2022. And I'll tell you this, Raider Nation, I had a good feeling. I thought that the the Raiders were going to be in line to go play one of those games overseas thinking that they were going to be the away team. And I was really looking at the New Orleans Saints game. And lo and behold, when the NFL made the announcement, I looked up and down the lineup and boom, the Raiders are not one of the teams that have to go play overseas. And I know some people are big fans because the Raiders obviously are a huge brand. So, I mean, a lot of fans love to see when the Raiders go overseas. I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, I feel like that when the Raiders go over there, they, they don't do that well. I know that they, they won the last time they were overseas. Uh, but I just I never feel like that's really the best location for them. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's so hard. Whenever I look at international games, I feel like it's so hard for these players to get their bodies adapted to where they need to be and, you know, get their minds right and all that travel time and then returning. I just feel like it's a tough out for them. And so uh, I was actually pretty pleased to see that the Raiders did not have uh, a, a game overseas in 2022 again i know a lot of fans look forward to those games but the the five games that are 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 set up for the international games i'll tell you about coming up later on in the show and uh then we found out about another another player that the raiders have signed by way of undrafted free agent and that is uh utsa all-american running back sincere mccormick and i'll tell you this as soon as i saw this tweet saying that he was signing with the raiders one it's another running back I thought, man, that name, Sincere McCormick, that, that really rings the bell. And, of course, I've spent a ton of time in Texas, so uh, I would know a lot about UTSA. But I was like, man, that name, something about that name. And so I started doing a little bit of research before the show started and realized this dude was an absolute monster. <laughs> Sincere put up some big-time numbers. In 2021, as a junior, my man only put up 1,479 yards rushing. 1,400 and 79 yards rushing, DeMond, and 15 touchdowns for the Roadrunners of UTSA. Now, if that ain't some numbers, I don't know what is. I'm looking at it. I Googled his name, and the first thing that pops up, maybe the second, the third article, 
It's players that that are going to lose out on NIL money by going into the NFL draft. And he's number three on this list. So he had to be good for it to be like, man, he's probably taking a pay cut going to the league. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, as an undrafted un- uh, free agent, you know, I mean, he, it's nothing is really guaranteed. I mean, he'll get a he'll get a contract, but you know that those are uh, a lot less than than normal. And look, I just brought up the the numbers of yards that he put up in 2021. How about in 2020? 1,467 yards. He had 11 touchdowns in 2020, had 15 touchdowns in 2021. And, oh, by the way, his freshman year, 2019, wasn't quite 1,400 yards. He had 983 yards and eight touchdowns. The dude can get it done. So, uh, yeah, there's just more competition right now in that running back room. So that's going to be interesting. That's really going to be uh, an interesting little room and, and little bit of a battle to see how it all shakes out. I mean, if you're really looking at it, you got about seven running backs right now currently in that running back room. Of course, everyone's not going to make the team. He might not make the team. But I knew one thing. When I heard that name, I was like, wait a minute, this dude, if I remember correctly, this dude could play. So a little bit shocked that he, he went undrafted, but you know how running backs are valued in the NFL. And then he's coming from UTSA. It's a smaller school, smaller conference, so uh, maybe devalued a little bit. And like I said, he's got his work cut out for him to even make the squad. But uh, if there's a guy that I'd probably uh, – bet a little bit of money on if I was going to bet some money it'd probably be sincere McCormick so we had uh, a lineup we had some really good guests that we had lined up for the show today uh, when we thought that we were going to be on at two o'clock and then we realized all of a sudden I don't know what time it was this morning all of a sudden I I uh, I texted him on and was like wait a minute man hold on we have a we have a possibly a no show and so uh, we decided that we'd cancel the guests that we had and we'd push them till tomorrow but with this sincere McCormick signing, I decided to reach out to my good friend and show and friend of the uh, the show, Carolina Teague, who covers all sports in San Antonio, and uh, decided to ask, or asked her if she could join on join the show. So she's coming up at three thirty to talk about the signing of sincere McCormick, what he could possibly bring to the table, what he was able to do for the Roadrunners, and man, let's make no mistake about it, UTSA had a hell of a season. I'm absolutely hell of a season under uh, head coach Jeff Trailer. So uh, they, they got some players, man. They had a couple of guys, including my guy Tariq Woolen, that I was a, a very big, uh, big not want to say fan of, but I was high on, thought that the Raiders could possibly go and sign him as a or draft him as, as a corner. Seattle went and got him instead. But uh, another another roadrunner in the league was Sincere McCormick. So at 3.30, we'll talk to Carolina Teague uh, about Sincere McCormick and what he brings to the table. So only one guest for you today. Uh, just going to want to keep it a little bit light today. Uh, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. Damon, I don't know if you're a big Star Wars guy. Are you walking around the building there and saying, may the fourth be with you, or are you not doing that? Uh, no, I'm not going that far. But uh, I did have a little fun with some Raider fans on Twitter because the Chargers put out – Justin Herbert pictures, and he basically looks like the character Anakin Skywalker, who goes on to be Darth Vader. And then the Chargers say the Chosen One. But I said the looks are spot on, but the character arc he could be feared of, you know, coming up short in big moments. That may be his destiny. There you go. Because that's the story of Darth Vader. He might be scary. He's feared. But at the end of the day, he's a scary number two. Well, I'll tell you right now, I don't know anything about Star Wars. I'm not a Star Wars guy. I'm not walking around saying, may the fourth be with you. But so many people have hit me with it. I've seen it uh, all over SportsCenter as I've been watching a lot of uh, ESPN while I've been at the house working. And, yeah, it's just it's all over the place. So I thought I'd go ahead and get that out of the way before we ever got started. But uh, we got one guest for you. Like I said, we're going to keep it light. We're going to talk some Raider football, of course. And we're going to go one hour long, one hour strong. So now that we've gotten you the guest, we've kind of given you a caught you up on everything going on. Let's jump into the opening drive. 
The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. And I saw something, as I mentioned, I've been at the house and I've been doing a little bit of work here and there, but I've uh, been on Twitter a lot as well because, you know, one, there's a lot of information that comes from Twitter. But <laughs> I saw this tweet, and I believe it was from CBS Sports, and it was a, it was a Raider symbol. And he said straight up, you know, what – what do you think of when you see this symbol? And I thought, well, that's cool that CBS is giving the Raiders some love like that because most of the time when we see, you know, when we see stuff uh, about the Raiders, at least uh, as of late the last few years, it's usually some slander. <laughs> I mean, let's just keep it real. Not that that really matters. It's just one of those things. The Raiders push the needle. So I saw that. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. But I didn't see a whole lot of, you know, great response on it. So I thought, well, you know what? Why don't we go ahead and bring it to Raider Nation Radio because, well, this is the home of the Raiders. So why not uh, bring it to Raider Nation radio and, and get the response from true diehard Raider fans and so I just want to kind of throw that out there to you you know and I think that that's a I think it's a good question based off of generations you know I can imagine folks that were watching the Raiders back in the 70s and the 80s you see that Raider symbol you hear that Raider name you probably think one thing someone that maybe was born in you know the, in the 2000s may think something else I mean it's just I think it's generational on what you could think and what you can uh, feel when you see that Raider symbol. I mean, to me, it's just, it's funny. It, I don't want to say it's intimidating because I, I would never say it's intimidating. I, I don't know. There's not a symbol that's intimidating. But it just, when I see that symbol, it's, it's almost like an edge, if that makes sense. You know, and, and I mentioned when I, was a young, when I was a young dude and I was going to school, and all my friends, I had a bunch of friends that were 49er fans. They were swagged out with all their 49er gear. Well, I was swagged out with all my Raider gear. And it just always made me feel like I had a little bit more of an edge to myself than anybody else. Not that I was going for intimidation or anything like that. That's definitely not the case. But it just felt different. You know, and that's why I say all the time that uh, Raider fans are different than other, other football fans because I just feel like we're cut different. You know, and then when you see that symbol and you got that symbol on your chest, or, or, or you, you know, you're wherever it is. If you got a poster on your wall, it's just, it's almost like a badge of honor. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's that's what it is. But I'm sure there's fans out there that they see that symbol, they hear that name, and they think of a certain player. They think of a certain coach. They think of Al Davis. I mean, there's so many different angles that you can go. But I thought it'd be fun since we have a short show today. I thought let's be light. Let's keep it light. Let's have a little bit of fun. We'll talk to Carolina T coming up at 3:30. We'll talk about sincere McCormick. But Raider Nation, I want to hear from you. Let's go hard in the paint. 702-365-9200. Also, the Salmon Ash text sign is 69187, keyword R&R. When you see that Raider symbol, when you hear that name, what do you think of? What, what crosses your mind? Got a text right here from Big Dub Raider. Q, I'm not a Star Wars guy either, but I like that second best about Herbert. Go Raiders. So there you go, Demona. Uh, you made uh, Big Dub Raider uh, happy with that shout-out that you just made uh, off of what you saw earlier today from Star Wars. Uh, I, I like that, too. That's good stuff. Um, again, want to hear want to hear from you. Uh, my guy Escaletto just hit me up on Twitter and said, commitment to excellence. That's what he, that's what he thinks of when he sees that, that symbol. And, you know, that's, that's funny because there's been – that, that, that conversation is always out there, right? Commitment to excellence, commitment to excellence, you know, just win, baby. But unfortunately for the silver and black, for years on top of years on top of years, it hasn't been commitment to excellence. It hasn't been just win, baby, because they haven't been winning. It hasn't been excellent. You know, it hasn't. Now, I feel like they're turning the corner. I feel like what they've been doing the last few years has been nice. Obviously, 2016, they made that run to the playoffs, felt like that they were back. But 
you know, it's 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 been a while, and, and the and the Raiders are one of those organizations, and there's a few organizations in multiple sports that the league and the organization is better when that organization is good. You know, I'll, I'll go to my grave and tell you that NBA is a lot better when the Knicks are good. You know, I'll just say it. And they haven't been good forever. It's been a long time. You know, it's unfortunate. It's crazy to me that there's free agents that are, are, are signing with the Nets over the Knicks because the Knicks are the historic program, not the Nets. But right now the Nets are the, the team that looks cool. They get the cool players. They got the cool jerseys. Not to mention they're silver and black. Just going to throw that out there. Yeah, but they can't match it. But when the Knicks did make the playoffs last season, you would have thought they were playing in the NBA Finals. Right. Because, again, the Knicks are still the organization that is that end-all, be-all. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's the, the Knicks are that organization that everyone, they want that team to be great. They really do. You know, I mean, you see you see stars at the Nets game right now. Like, Mary J was there. Uh, during the during their run against Boston, she was there courtside. But you know where she'd rather be? She'd rather be there at, at uh, Madison Square Garden. Spike Lee was there in Brooklyn. You know where he'd rather be? He'd rather be there in uh, in Madison Square Garden. He don't want to be there in Brooklyn. But that's where that's where you know the, that's where he went because that's the team that was playing. That's the team that's good. So uh, the Raiders are like that, man. They're that organization that is way better, and, and the and the NFL is way better when they are really good. So uh, commitment to excellence, I would love for that to get back to being uh, a slogan that, that carries a lot of weight, that you can just say, the Raiders, commitment to excellence, and then you know exactly, yep, you're right. That, that, that organization is excellent. Just win, baby. Know what that means. You know, we say it all the time. We throw it, I say it all the time. I, I sign off my podcast every single day. Just win, baby. Every single day. I would love to get back to a point where – when you say just win, baby, you mean just win, baby. When you think of the Raiders, that's all you think of. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's where the organization is stri- striving to get back to. That's why they brought in GM Dave Ziegler. That's why they brought in assistant GM Champ Kelly. That's why they brought in Josh McDaniels, who, in my opinion, is an elite play caller. That's why they're making the decision. That's why they went out and got Devontae Adams. They gave Max Crosby a contract extension. Gave Derek Carr a contract extension. Because they're trying to get back to the place where just win, baby, mean is more than just a saying. It's a way of life. What, is it? what does Marcel Reese say on the rejoiner? You know, being a Raider is a way of life. Well, just win, baby, needs to turn into a way of life for the silver and black. And that's what they want. And I know that's what owner Mark Davis wants more than anything. He wants that to mean more than just a saying. It's easy to say so. You know what they say? Uh, don't talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they need to do is get back to being about it. Got a text from my guy, Peg Leg Raider, who's actually in San Antonio as well. Good dude, a uh, friend of the show. He said, yo, going to miss the radio show today, but just saw that we signed UTSA running back Sincere McCormick. Don't sleep on him. He has starter potential, but will be a project. I hope he can make the practice squad. He's a great dude. So there you go. Again, my guy, Peg Leg Raider, he's in San Antonio. So uh, that's, his, that's his feedback right there on Sincere McCormick, the latest undrafted free agent that the Raiders have signed. Signed him right before we went on the air. So just enough time for me to do a little bit of research on him, realize that I recognize that name, and then also go ahead and grab a guest that could talk about him. And look, I'm not going get, to get a guest for every single – unrestricted free agent or undrafted free agent that signed, uh, you know, unless they start making some noise. But I, I knew that that name, Sincere McCormick, I was like, wait a minute, man. I, I, I really know this guy. Like, I, it just clicked. So I had, to, I had to go ahead and reach out to Carolina Teague, who will join us at 3.30. 
Big Dub Raider hit us up again on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. He said, when I see the Raiders' shield, I think of family. We're a big family. We don't always agree, but we're family. Go Raiders. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what's funny, man, is, is that, you know, families do fight all the time. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're fighting. I mean, they're, they're family. And so don't let, them, don't let someone else fight with them, right? You, you can fight amongst yourselves, but don't let, don't let it be someone from outside the, the family start coming for you. Then it's like, okay, hold on, man. I got a problem with him too, but <laughs> you ain't family, so you can't mess with him like that. Uh, that's how it was. That's, that's how I always grew up at the Coliseum, man. It was so cool because, look, everyone that would go to the games – they're not all friends. You know, everyone that would be rocking the silver and black at the Coliseum on a Sunday afternoon, everyone's, you know, not the same walk of life, didn't always, uh, you know, come from the same part of town or whatever, and that's fine. You know, you don't have to, but it was funny because for that three or four hours, I would always say that everyone there got along. Or I had 65,000 or however many fans were there, I had 65,000 best friends. You know, it's like you get in that Raider game and they score a touchdown. I'm jumping into so-and-so's arms. They're high-fiving me. We're doing this, that, and the other. Have no idea who they are <laughs> and have no idea, you know what I mean, no idea once they leave either. And once I see them in the streets later on, would have no idea unless they were rocking that Raider jersey. But, man, I'll tell you, for that three or four hours or that time in the parking lot ahead of the game, it was all family. That's why people used to say you could always walk around the Coliseum no matter who was tailgating, no matter what it was, you could just walk around and, and just pull up. Pull up at any any tailgate and say, hey, uh, just win, baby, or, you know, rocking your jersey. And, so, and someone would say, hey, man, you hungry? You want some food? Whatever. And I'll say this about Allegiant Stadium. We were doing, DeMond, we were doing the, the pre-pre-show uh, before all the, the home games there at Allegiant Stadium uh, this past season, and I would go outside after the, after the, uh, the pre-game show was over, and I'd walk around the parking lot a little bit, and you know how many people were just out there having a good time, getting their tailgate on, and uh, inviting as many people over to, to have some drinks, have some food, what, whatever the case may be. It didn't really matter what lot you were in. I know J-Lot was always on and popping, but I walked around plenty of different lots, and there was plenty of people out there celebrating, having a good time, talking about cutting my tailgate. Here, have, have, you know, have some food. You want some tacos? You want this, that, and the other? You know, got some ribs on the grill? Whatever the case may be, whatever it was that, that was on the grill, it was like that as well. So uh, I know that the atmosphere is not 100% like it was at the Coliseum. I get that, and, and it doesn't have to be. But it was, it, was, it was a lot of fun, man. It was a lot of fun for that 2021 season. Remember the first year that there was even fans in the Legion Stadium. So if you think that last year was great, Guess what? It's just going to be bigger and better and grit bigger and better each and every year. That's just, I mean, that's just natural progression. You know, I mean, getting some fans into the, into the stadium for the first time, that was something right there. That was a big deal. That was something that obviously we didn't have in 2020. Got a text from Raider Rube from the 310. When I see that Raider shield, I think of loyalty, Q. That shield to me represents loyalty. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay. How about that, DeMond? How about loyalty? You like that? I like loyalty because one of the things that I was thinking of, I don't know the perfect way to phrase it, but it's just legendary. When I see that shield, I'm thinking of a legendary franchise when I'm thinking about the Raiders. Right. No, that's, that's, 
That's good. That's good. I like it. I like it. So, Raider Nation, I would want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. And also the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Like I said, just kind of keeping it light today as we as we roll through this one hour, and then we're going to pitch it on to Vinny Bonsignor for In the Huddle. He'll take us home 4 to 6 p.m. Uh, very excited about what he's got coming up on the show as well. Let us know. When you see that Raiders shield, when you hear that Raiders name, what do you think of? What's the first thing that comes to mind? We'll come back. We'll get your calls and texts. And then coming up at 3.30, we'll talk to Carolina Teague. She's going to tell us all things about Sincere McCormick, the latest running back to sign with the Silver and Black. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. What does it mean to be a Raider? What to you, what does it mean to be a Raider? Man, being a Raider is not just being a football player. It's not about the, just the jersey or just the, just the helmet. It's about a lifestyle. It's about, it's about loyalty. It's about doing whatever you have to do to help your brothers, to help your family. That's what it's all about. It's never putting yourself above the shield. That's what being a Raider is all about. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Right there, you heard Marcel Reese when he was part of the show. Ask him straight up, what does it mean to be a Raider? You heard his answer right there. We've been having a little bit of fun today here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. When you see that Raider shield, when you hear that Raider's name, what comes to mind? What, what, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Got a tweet that says, put your hard hat on, stay humble, work. I like that. But you, like, you heard what Marcel had to say. Good stuff right there from him. But we want to hear from you as well, 702-365-9200. We got Carolina T coming up about 3.30 to talk all things Sincere McCormick, running back out of UTSA, signed today as an undrafted free agent. He tweeted out, I can't tell you how happy I am right now. God always has a plan, and you have to let him write it out. I'm thankful for this opportunity. Watch me run with it. I want to thank everyone from my family, friends, and coach for believing in me. Hashtag UTSA, hashtag Raider Nation. Speaking of Raider Nation, New England Raider, you're on the line. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Hey, Q, I appreciate you taking my call today, man. For sure. Hey, so, you know, I, I really appreciate this question because, you know, when I think about that shield, I think family, I think legacy. I just want to give you a quick, uh, quick background story. So, you know, I'm New England Raider. I've been, I'm from Boston. I've been growing, I've lived here for 29 years and I've, I, all I've ever known is, you know, this New England country, like this is the Patriot nation, you know, or excuse me, not, they're not, they're no nation, but, <laughs> right. uh, but, but, you know, my grandfather was a season ticket holder. He, he is originally from the Bay area, nice. Livermore guy. Uh, you know, I remember growing up, going out there, taking the Bart into the Coliseum. Like that was, that was my childhood. That was passed on to my mom. My mom happened to marry a guy who was a Raider fan himself, grew up in Massachusetts, but it was when the Patriots sucked, you know? So he, he grew up watching those games. And, you know, my mom and him connected. They both were in radio, actually. Nice. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and then, you know, they had me. And, unfortunately, you know, I, lo- I love Massachusetts, but, you know, I was born, I was born here. My, my, my parents moved out here in 92, and, but it, it got passed on to me. You know, I, my grandfather just really just instilled that Raider Nation on me. I mean, I went to school with all Patriot fans just telling people, you know, Raider, Raider fan until I die. Like, that nice. was it. Yeah. That's all I know. Yep. 
And so when I see that shield, I just think about family. I think about my grandfather who was that season ticket holder making those drives to the uh, to L.A. when they moved to L.A. and, you know, just passing on that legacy to my mom and passing it on to me. Nice. I love it. Hey, great call, man. Great stuff and family. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about, you know, and that's that's something that we've been talking about here uh, quite a bit on Raider Nation Radio 920. And, you know, I remember riding the BART, you know, crossing that bridge to get into the Coliseum. And, you know, truth be told, both my parents worked for BART, you know, so I felt like I was even closer to the product. It was it was just really cool, man. And, uh, you know, just being able to walk across that bridge and hear it hear everyone yell Raiders and then the bridge starts swaying and I mean it's it's nothing like the 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 sound of Raider Nation it's nothing like the smell of the Coliseum and there was multiple smells of the Coliseum not only food but there was some sticky icky icky in the air sometimes as well that was always just kind of like yep you're at the Cali you're at the Cali man and so it's a whole lot of fun let's talk real quick with our guy Alan in Vegas what's on your mind welcome to the show hey what's up Q how you doing I'm blessed man how are you I'm doing great, brother. Um, I gotta say this about the Raiders. There's something unique about the Raider Nation, silver and black, because I go all over Twitter and I don't see Fargo 49er. I don't see <laughs> Aussie Patriot. No, it's Fargo Raider. It's Aussie Raider, Illinois Raider. Uh, you know, there's, it's just one big family all over the place and we can hang out at a Legion or anywhere just like as, as if we knew each other for 20 years. It's unbelievable. Right? No, good stuff. Good stuff. I, I agree. It's very uh it's very much like like uh you know, you said and New England Raiders said and we've heard from others. It's just it's like a family affair, man, and, and that's really cool and, and it's 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 awesome to see that uh, a symbol can bring so many people together, especially in the climate that we're in right now. You know, when everyone's trying to tear everybody apart, that one symbol can bring so many people together. Yeah, we don't all agree on stuff. Sometimes people get, you know, foul and they'll send send you stuff or say stuff to you that's that's a little sideways. But uh, at the end of the day, I believe that we all have the same common goal and we're all here for the same reason. And it is that symbol. That's what really brings everyone together. And so, you know, when we meet up and we're hanging out the night before the game and, and you see all these people come in from out of town and, you know, hey, I hear, oh, I hear your call. I hear when you call in or I hear when you text in. Or, oh, okay, it's nice to put, you know, a face to the, the voice and everything. That's that's cool, man. That's 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 a lot of fun, and uh, it's something that we continue to do and we want to continue to do more of and make it even bigger. So uh, thank you so much for that call. I do appreciate you. DeMar, did you say we had any more or no? Okay, let's get to Carolina T. Do you got her on the, on the line? Oh, perfect. See, Demon, you're on. I don't know why I ever question you, man. I don't know why I ever question you. Carolina Teague joins us now on the phone lines, and uh, had to read after I saw the news of Sincere McCormick being signed by the Raiders. And first of all, before we get into McCormick, I know, and I've been seeing you do so much work, uh, all kind of different. Uh, you know, you're talking about basketball. You're in Houston. You're in San Antonio. What is Carolina Teague doing these days? Oh, my gosh. I'm doing so much, and I'm so glad I get to talk to you guys. You know, no matter how much I'm working or how hard I'm working, I always love being on your show, and I love hearing y'all's voice. I'm just getting pimped out by the whole industry right now. You know, I'm just doing everything I can to get my name out there and talk sports, but I always feel like I'm at home when I get to talk to you, Keel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know you got a home here on Raider Nation Radio 920. You've always been uh, super cool to talk to on, on the show, and you always come with a lot of great uh, information. So we definitely appreciate you. And like I said, man, I've seen, I seen you out there hustling, so keep up the good work, man. You're doing, you're doing a really good job. Now, 
I, I had to ask about Sincere McCormick. As soon as I saw he signed with the Raiders, I was like, man, I know that name. I know that I know that he's a, a big-time player, so I did a little bit of research, and he was more than a big-time player for the Roadrunners. Just tell us a little bit about McCormick and what he could bring to the table. Okay, so before I get started on him, I do want to say one thing that's great about Sincere McCormick that really touches home for me is that he went to Converse Judson, which is right up the street in my area. <laughs> and guess who else went to Guess who else went to Converse Judson? Yours truly. Nice. So I feel like all the great players, are, you know, and just me going to Judson, I can just tell you right now, Judson, as a high school, it's really built around football. Our whole entire school is built around football. I had a, um, they have one of the most incredible, just, they breed star players, Trey Flowers, who plays for the Bengals, who played for Judson. Yep. Marvin Leal, one of the top recruits from AM, he played for Judson. And then you have Sincere McCormick, he played for Judson as well. And something about Judson breeds champions and breeds NFL players. They center their whole entire school around football, and their athletic program is incredible. They put a lot of money into it. And when Sincere McCormick was at Judson, he was one of the standout players on the team's talented roster. He took them to 13-1 and for a 6A school, and he had a, a 1,200 yards and 13 touchdowns as a junior, and he averaged about 10 yards per carry. And as a senior, he improved to 1,500 yards with 22 touchdowns and 10 yards a tote. So that was an incredible, those were incredible numbers. So he was getting recruited by a ton of schools, but he decided to go to UTSA because lately a lot of players from San Antonio, they want to build a UTSA program. So he ended up right. going with UTSA, which is a smaller school, a smaller division, and he broke a ton of records with UTSA as well. He av uh, averaged about 1,400 rushing yards and 15 touchdowns on 300, uh, at least 300 carries, and these were all UTSA records. He broke at least 20 UTSA records, and he's just been incredible, and he also helped lead the Roadrunners to a 12-1 and record mm -hmm. for the program's first conference title with CUSA, and I have a tattoo on my foot to prove my excitement <laughs> for UTSA and Sincere McCormick. That's right. I remember last time we had you on the show, you were saying if they won a certain game or they won the conference that you were going to get that tattoo, so you officially did get it. I remember seeing that on Twitter. I'm glad you brought that up. That's hilarious. <laughs> but they had a hell of a season, and Jeff Trailer is a hell of a coach. I, I know him from Texas high school football, and, uh, of course, the state mm -hmm. of Texas loves their high school football. But Jeff Trailer and the, and the Roadrunners had a hell of a season. Matter of fact, Tariq Woolen was a guy that I was high on. I thought that maybe the Raiders would go and draft him. He ended up going to Seattle, but they had a nice squad there in uh, in San Antonio. Absolutely, and and you know I was kind of upset about it because I had to get the tattoo and I was scared to get it. But you know they proved you know me wrong about you know getting a you. Know, I I said it was eight and zero, which is really dumb, by the way. I should have said should have went twelve and zero, but I said eight and zero. I ended up getting the tattoo, and it's all thanks to Sincere McCormick. Frank Harris, Rashad Wisdom, and their incredible team. I mean, they the only reason why he played for a smaller school was because he wanted to build the team around San Antonio. It had zero to do with a lack of schools trying to recruit him. It was all because he wanted to be more San Antonio-based. So a lot of people gave him a lot of criticism because he had the most rushing yards at one point for the entire, uh, for the entire college football program all across the nation. And he received a lot of criticism because he played for a smaller school. 
But I want to let people know that he played for a smaller school because he chose to, not because that was his only option. I like it. I like it. Again, we're talking with Carolina Teague right now. We're talking about Sincere McCormick. He just signed with the Raiders as an undrafted free agent. And so as far as his running style, I know he put up a ton of yards uh, both this year and last season, put up a bunch of touchdowns, got in the end zone quite a bit. Uh, what, him? what makes him so special? Well, I mean, I think what makes him special is because he has a huge philosophy on just playing the best that he can. And he's always been dedicated to the game of football ever since he was a kid. I mean, I know that there's a lot of players that have that dedication, but I feel like he comes from a great athletic program starting from the beginning of his eight years, uh, playing at Judson, then playing at UTSA and playing with Coach Trailer's philosophy where, you know, they during their practices, they had a number system where if you were the best player, you got the highest number. So, of course, quarterback Frank Harris had number zero, and then they had uh, Rashad Wisdom at number zero as well. They had another player at number one, and then they skipped number two for some odd reason, and then <laughs> Sam McCormick was, uh, was player number three. So, basically, he was in the top four players of the entire team, um, and, his, and he was the top player at his position, and he was always rewarded with that by Coach Trailer. So, I think that number system really helped him be more competitive, and the way that UTSA plays their offense, they – rely heavily on read options, but also they attach it to zone blocky speeds as well, and they have power run schemes. So he's used to running with high power. He's used to being having a really high effective running game, but they also rely on the passing game as well, and I think this really fits into the Raiders system because the Raiders have a good rushing system as well. So right. I think he'll fit in right in perfectly with the Las Vegas Raiders, to be honest. Nice. I like it. I like it. Again, we're talking about Sincere McCormick running back out of UTSA. Carolina Teague is our guest right now on Radio Nation Radio 920. So as an un unrestricted or undrafted free agent, it's it's going to be tough to make the team. Obviously, there's a lot of guys that are, are jockeying for that position. The Raiders have about seven running backs right now in their room. Maybe mm -hmm. he makes the practice squad. Maybe he makes the 53. Maybe he doesn't make it at all. But from what you mm -hmm. see and what you've seen from him, what what is it that you feel like stands out about him that will separate him from the other guys that will – get him and, and, and possibly land him a spot on the roster? I think he just plays heavily with tons of aggression, and I think that's one of the things that made him stand out and made him the top rushing player of the entire season. I think he is used to competition. I think he's used to being under the underdog and being underrated, and I think he'll stand out for sure. I like it. I like it. And, I mean, a lot of carries. You know, this past season, 298 carries. Season before, 249. So, it's not like he's afraid to carry the rock multiple times, you know, and, and, and really be the bell cow if he has to be. And the good thing with the Raiders is they have so many running backs that he wouldn't have to be if he does make the 53-man roster. He'd be able to be a part of a nice rotation. But, I mean, hell, almost mm -hmm. six yards a carry. That's fantastic. How about his receiving? I, I know he doesn't have a whole bunch of, of catches and a whole bunch of yards for catches, but uh, what did you see from him as a, as a, as a receiver out the backfield you know i think he's also a great receiver as well off the backfield um he's just good in any position or wherever you put him at i think he runs pretty well he has a great solid uh, base he has tons of good balance and also too he seems to get better as the game goes along so whenever defenses get worn out he seems to improve as well so i, I feel like at any position that you put him at whether he's receiving or whether he's you know pounding the rock i think he does a great job Nice. I like it. Well, my man, Damon, in the home studio, he's got one for you as well. Yeah, Carolina, UTSA, they had their best season ever probably going 12-2. and two. But was anyone surprised that Sincere decided to leave early after his junior season? No. You know, I wasn't surprised because I feel like running backs have a short lifespan. 
And I feel like they need to maximize their potential as early as they can. It didn't really surprise me that he opted out and decided to go to the NFL draft, and he also opted out of the Frisco Bowl as well. It didn't surprise me because I see a lot of rumors with the NFL. You, they, running backs have a short lifespan. They try to get as much money as possible. People don't pay running backs. So for him to have this record-breaking season, having, you know, breaking 20 records, I felt like he should have he should strike when the iron pop and capitalize off that opportunity. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Again, running backs is a tough position. Uh, he's got a bunch of carries that he's had the last two seasons, put up monster numbers, so why not go ahead and take your uh, your talents to the NFL? So good stuff right there, Carolina. We definitely appreciate you. Thanks for uh, hopping on last second to talk about Sincere McCormick. Uh, what do you got coming up? What are you going to be doing next that I need to be on the lookout for? Okay, so I'm on Tuesdays with Teague in San Antonio every Tuesday on, on uh, 103.3 FM, 1250 AM. Tomorrow I'm going to be driving my little happy self all the way to Houston, and I'm going to be on uh, ESPN Houston as well. So I'm, uh, you know, just taking my Texas tour, taking my talents to different cities. <laughs> and, of course, I wish I could drive to Las Vegas and be with you guys in the studio, you know, but... You know, maybe that'll happen one of these days. I'm excited. Well, last time you came to Las Vegas, you weren't trying to be in no radio station studio. You were out there. Part, you were living it up. <laughs> oh, you know, I might come back out there for the uh, first summer league, so I might be uh, catch you guys out there too. But yeah, I was living it up. I was partying, living my best life. Um, but y'all were the last thing on my mind. But <laughs> the next time I go out, I definitely want to invite you guys to say hi to you guys. Okay, no. I- I'm gonna hold you to it. Next time, next time you're out in Las Vegas, we're gonna put you in the studio. We're gonna put you to work. Yeah, put me in the hot seat. Put me to work. And as soon as I walk out the building, I'm headed to Dre. <laughs> I know that's right. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. All right, I'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me on, you guys. Absolutely. There she goes, Carolina T. She said, I'm going to go work and then go immediately to Dre's. Tomorrow, you think she would have enjoyed the, the Raiders draft party that we were at at, at Dre's? Oh, yeah, she would have enjoyed the draft party. And like some other people that were there, she would have came back because Lil Baby was performing that night. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. Lil Baby was performing. I heard Rick Ross was performing, too. When he, he performed, but like at 3 in the morning? Well, yeah, but that's just how it is for the boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before. Hey, look, man, I'll tell you right now. I said this. Matter of fact, my guy, uh, Eddie Pascal, works for the Raiders. He uh, he had mentioned uh, Rick Ross being there at like 3.30, performing at 3.30 in the morning. He said, how is Rick Ross, you know, going to be awake at 3.30 in the morning to perform? I said, well, that's because Rick Ross ain't waking up till one thirty, and then he's going to go on down there, and then he's going to go perform. There ain't no way he's up all day, all night, and going to perform at 3.30 in the morning. But, hey, man, when you're in Vegas, it's 24-7, right? Exactly, and then they got after hours after the club closes. Then you can go down to Dre's after hours. No, 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 no. I'm going home, man. Sometimes you ain't getting home till <laughs> 6 in the morning, kid. No, 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 not me, brother. I'm getting home. Sorry, call me what you want. I'm getting home. <laughs> at 6 in the morning, I'm just waking up. I'm not just going to sleep. If I'm just going to sleep at 6 in the morning, something has gone bad. Something has gone really, really wrong, and, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that. 3.41 is the time. When we come back, we'll close out the show. We want to hear from you, 702-365-9200. Also, the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. I want to hear from you. When you see the Raider shield, when you hear that Raider name, what do you think of? What crosses your mind first? Plus, I want to give you an update on what's happening at Allegiant Stadium for the 2022 season as far as Raider fans being in attendance. We'll give you all that as we close out the show here on Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. 
Unfortunately, just have a few minutes left in today's show. Not unfortunately because Vinny Bonsignor is coming up next, but unfortunately because we only go one hour long today. We always talk about doing an extra hour or two or three. We're good with that, but today, one hour, that's like a 40-yard dash, and it's over. So we're going to get right to it. A lot of folks have hit us up on the Rare Nation listener line. Also, the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. I said, Q, uh, are the Raiders going to require vaccination to see a game in the stadium next season in 2022? And I said, you know, I don't think so, but let me verify that. Well, it's been verified today. There was a memo sent out to season ticket holders. A couple of them have tweeted them at me as well. It says the Las Vegas Raiders will no longer require proof of COVID-19 vaccination or mask for home games at Allegiant Stadium. They go on to say throughout the pandemic, we have followed the advice and guidelines of federal and state medical professionals to create a safe environment for our staff, players, and fans. Based on the latest information, we are confident we can provide that safe environment without the extra precautions of vaccinations and masks. We are looking forward to welcoming all, of, all our fans back to Allegiant Stadium this upcoming season. So that's from the Raiders, and that lets you know that's the answer to your question. A lot of people have hit us up and asked that question, so definitely wanted to go ahead and pass that along. There sounds like there's going to be some kind of resolution with uh, James Bradbury in New York. The GM of the, the Giants said that there's going to be some kind of resolution by Friday, which to me feels like that means he's going to get released. And I know there's some people out there that say, oh, the Raiders don't need to go get Bradbury. They have Nate Hobbs. Nate Hobbs could go on the outside. I'm not saying he can't. I don't think there's nothing Nate Hobbs can do, can't do. I think Nate Hobbs is fantastic. But you need another corner. And I think a veteran corner that knows the system that Patrick Graham runs, similar to what you saw with Casey Hayward last season in Gus Bradley's scheme, makes a whole lot of sense. So I think that that should be target number one, and I think the Raiders should do everything in their power to go get him. They didn't go and address the cornerback position in the draft until the undrafted free agents, and I think that that's something that they need to really target, and if Bradbury's released, then they need to do what it takes to get him in the mix and reunite him with Patrick Graham, the Raiders' defensive coordinator. Now, want to hear from you before we close out the show. 702-365-9200, Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Of course, Damon Cotton, he's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. And let's hear right now from Minnesota Raider fan. What's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q. Thanks for having me on. First time caller. Great to talk to you and Damon. And I enjoyed watching you move up from Texas there and listen to your journey up to the K-Fan. So Thank you. Nice Appreciate job it. there on our, our radio. Hey, real quick. When I think of the Raider Shield. I grew up in the 70s in the Bay Area of Pleasanton. Nice. My grandfather and uncle took me to the games in the Coliseum, season ticket holders for many, many decades. And what I remember is there's 56,000 or so fans there sold out game after game, year after year. We were the best team in football. And you're right. We've got to get back to that. We can't just be talking about it. And that's why I kind of get pissy towards our fans who are upset about, while well, you know, people trash talk us. But we got to get better and yep. win some winning here. But I'll tell you what happened back in the day is that you go to a Niner game, they weren't sold out, and they were losing all right. the time. Raiders were winning. All of a sudden, the Raiders moved to L.A. because I won't get into all that right now, but I'm telling you what, I was butthurt, but I still stayed a fan. And then all of a sudden what happened, the Raiders come back, but what happened is all of a sudden, if you remember back then, the Niners got really good. Mm-hmm. Raiders began to kind of go down a little bit that, and all of a sudden everyone said they had always been a Niner fan. It was yeah. BS, man. Yep. My father and grandfather went to Frank Yule Field, and I went to the games in Oakland. So nice. real Raider fans remember those days. We were the best team of all sports. So that's what I think of when I think of the Shield. So thank you for the show. You guys keep kicking butt, all right? 
Will do. Hey, thank you for the call, my man. I love how you say you used to live in Pleasanton, man. I worked at the grocery store in Pleasanton for a little while. Lucky's, that's where I, uh, that's where I made my way for about seven years there from 93 to 2000. Worked in the meat department there, uh, Lucky's. That was some of the uh, best seven-year run of my life. That was a lot of fun there. So uh, shout-out to a Minnesota Raider fan for that. Uh, let's get one more call in. Let's talk to our guy in L.A., Gangsta Gangsta. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? What's happening, man? How about them Dodgers? Hey, there you go. Go on, Dodgers. Go make it do what it do. You know what I'm saying? We got another game against y'all tonight. We're going to see what we do tonight. <laughs> but um, did you find out about the thing, what I asked you about the preseason yesterday, about the games? Are we I, still going to play? Did I haven't found out yet. I'm working on it, but I haven't found out yet. All right. My other thing is I agree with the um, other caller and you. I think we need to get as many DBs as we can. You know what I mean? Because that's – um uh. We need to be as far as, you know, that's a position of need to me as far as cornerback and linebacker. I think we need to build up as much depth as we can, you know what I'm saying? And also far as the shield, like I told you, it's like a family, you know what I'm saying? She went away when Marcus Allen left, but, you know, I've been bringing her back in like the last few years, and even she see it. Like when we go places, I have on some Raider, like a mask or anything, and we'll get, like, benefits and you know so i told you it's like a family you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i mean one time i was broke down the side of the road you know so on my way because i'll be driving from la to phoenix a lot and I, I had a blowout on the side of the road and i had my raider hat on you know some essays pulled over and helped me <laughs> just because they saw my raider hat they was like you really raider fan you really raider nation i'm like yeah for life right you know what i'm saying and they pulled over and helped me get my car back on the road you know what i'm saying but i'm saying that shield is like a family but that's all i want to say and good looking out you know what i'm saying Hey, great call, my man. And like I said, I will get the information on those preseason games. But great call. I like it. And, and it's funny, man, because you're absolutely right. You know, when people see that symbol, they feel some kind of way, you know, and they don't mind helping you out. And they don't mind, uh, you know, saying what's up and, and uh, you're a fan or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. Matter of fact, when I met uh, my guy who really got me started in, in radio, so the reason that he became friends with me is my car. I had a little white Honda Accord, and I was, uh, I was a street team guy there at Wild 94.9. He was doing the Love Jam show late night, and uh, my car had Raider symbols on it. And I remember he, he came into the parking lot one day in the parking garage, and he asked somebody, he said, man, whose who's white Honda is that downstairs in the garage with those, those Raider symbols on it? Because he's a big-time Raider fan. And they said, oh, that's Q. He's a new guy on the, on the party crew. That's what they called it. And he said, oh, man, I got to meet that guy. He's a fellow Raider fan. And that's how we became friends. And he ended up getting me my first or helping me get my first radio, radio job. And to this day is one of my you know, biggest supporters, one of my best friends. I mean, just a great dude. But we became friends because I had those Raider stickers on my car. And he noticed them. And as a big-time Raider fan, that's what stood out to him. So that's how we became friends. So you just never know, man. You never know uh, what's, how you're going to meet people, uh, what's going to draw them to you, what, how you're going to get their attention or whatever. And uh, it was always it was always the Raider symbol. So it's so funny. Uh, so many of my friends when I, you know, growing up, they, they always told me now, now that they see what I'm doing, they're like, man, I always thought of you whenever I saw that Raider symbol because he was always representing the silver and black, and now you're doing what you do. It's awesome. And so, man, it just comes, comes full circle. So uh, I love it, man. Great, great call. Gangster Raider, we definitely appreciate you. And, of course, uh, Minnesota Raider fan, thank you so much as well. Damon, you're not all the way in. Uh, you know, you're a Tennessee Titan fan, but when you see that Raider symbol, what do you think of? Like I said, legendary, because it, for me, the Raiders, they are such a legendary franchise where I know that coming up that they haven't been winning as much, but right. if you watch the old NFL films, you see all the legendary players, all the Hall of Famers, where for me, if you ask me, because if you ask a casual fan who maybe just knows a little bit about football, who has the most Super Bowls, they'd probably be like Cowboys and Raiders, right? because those are the two most famous teams to me. 
Right. No, that's I mean, that's 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 a good point. And I've said this a long time, too. I think the Cowboys and Raiders are, are very similar. They have a lot of similar traits, you know, obviously being uh, both very popular across the country. But, uh, you know, just the owners, the two owners, Al Davis and Jerry Jones, how close they were back in the day. And, uh, you know, there's just there's a lot of similarities. Obviously, I don't have a lot of time to go into it. Uh, Vinny Bonsignor is coming up next. But just thought we'd have a little fun show, uh, get into a couple of little different topics, have a couple of different callers, uh, get some good text messages as well so uh, i will say this coming up on friday anyone who's here locally in las vegas if you want to join me at parkway tavern i'll be hanging out with espn las vegas we'll be doing the uh, lv aces watch party they get their season underway against the phoenix mercury so that's going to start at seven o'clock we're going to be at the parkway tavern on flamingo right there in las vegas so uh, starting at seven o'clock on friday make sure you come on out hang out i'll have some prizes for you both espn las vegas prizes and of course raider nation radio 920 prizes as well as we are a family there at Lotus Broadcasting. As DeMond did a great job yesterday at his uh, little event that he was at at the car dealership with little. the wrestler. You what? Didn't have to say little. <laughs> I didn't mean that in disrespect. One of the Canes workers said it, though. She was like, oh, so you do like the little radio show? He was like, <laughs> okay. My bad. You did a great job yesterday, so we appreciate you. You'll definitely be out in the battle across, the, across town a lot more often uh, than not. So uh, there you go. Vinny Bonsignor is up next. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.